Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. Hello and welcome to another edition of Vuck's Sake. This is Jason. Uh, this week, joining you from the confines of my bedroom within the Brunswick Sharehouse Studios. Uh, the rearranged game that was supposed to take place on Saturday, but ended up taking place on Monday, so us through a little bit of a loop. So due to some time restrictions and different schedules, we couldn't get all together in a, pa- uh, in a, in a uh, lounge room this week. So we've instead got Dave on the phone to dissect the game in, a, in an edition of FV. Express. Dave, hello mate, how are you? Good evening Jace, good to hear your voice mate, uh, good to hear that you've recovered from our rather successful FES trivia night on Saturday at the Lomont. I haven't recovered quite just yet, uh, it's been a rough <laughs> been a rough couple of days but uh, we must thank people who did end up coming down to the trivia night on Saturday night. Uh, it was a really, really uh, traumatic few days for us trying to uh, organise for Buck's sake live then having it ripped away from us uh, you know, with about 48 hours to go before the game was due to start, obviously because of the extreme heat that was taking place in Newcastle. I guess in the end though Dave, the right decision was made. Yeah, well, I think when we were sitting there in the pub, we saw the fix, uh, the forecast or the weather in Newcastle was 34 and we're thinking, come on, surely we can play in 34 degrees. We've played in much hotter. But then I think as the uh, hours ticked by, I think it got to like 5, 6 p.m. and it was like 38 or something in Newcastle. So I think, yeah, in the end, uh, the right choice was made for the from a player safety point of view. Yeah, but we did move on in the end and we did a trivia night. We had probably about, I'd say about 50 to 60 people who turned up. It was people in good spirits. Uh, We had bands afterwards who were really great as well and people stuck around and uh, then I DJed afterwards. So it was a really great night. We will try and do uh, an FES live for real. Um, Probably not this year because the fixtures don't really line up too well for the rest of the season, but definitely next year I think we'll look to, to do another one. But let's discuss the game, the rescheduled game that took place last night, which was Monday night instead of Saturday. Uh, what What is there to talk about, Dave? It's one of the most dire games we've had all season, one of the most dire games we've played in for quite a while, nil all draw, and there's not too much to take away from that apart from absolute disgust. Well, and the fact that we somehow salvaged a point, Jase, if we're going to talk about silver linings, that was one of the very few silver linings to take away from the game. And I guess to begin with, you know, the the starting lineup. Um, Kev bamboozled, bamboozled us, mate. Um, we are usually quite used to seeing a you know, pretty formulaic approach from Kev week by week, and the boys had extra recovery time. So we 
all thought that, you know, it would be the same Kevin Musket lineup. In the end, there were three changes. You know, uh, Austin fell for Cal Fowler and Ansel kept his spot, even though Donachie had returned from suspension. And, of course, uh, the other change was uh, Georgievsky for Broxham, which surprised a few of us. Almost amazing that we do bemoan the fact a little bit that Kevin Musket rarely changes things up too too often. And then all of a sudden he makes three changes, a couple of which left us scratching our heads, especially coming off a win against Melbourne City. It looked, it looked like he was trying to exploit uh, Newcastle and their lack of pace a little bit by injecting uh, Georgieski and Austin, but it didn't seem to really work. Uh, we said, I think a lot of people on the MelbourneVictory.net forum said Austin didn't really look up to it, and perhaps you know the fact that he is a little bit underdone because he hasn't played too much football over the last couple of months maybe uh, you know caused a little bit of a backfire in terms of Kevin Musket's plans for the for how he approached the game. Yeah, we can only assume that he saw something tactically that he wanted to exploit with Newcastle uh, or perhaps thought that given the fact that their fullbacks do tend to have a bit of pace about them and obviously Naboo is a guy that you know likes to break through and break the offside trap and things like that, he thought maybe we could you know, match them in that department. But um, look, it was a really strange opening. You know, uh, I thought that... You know, we were trying to feel each other out for a bit of, little little while and we sat back a little bit, which was strange. But then I think it was sort of around the 15-minute mark we started to press up a bit higher. But overall, it just seemed as though we weren't too sure of ourselves tactically out there. We were pretty static. Passes were not reaching their targets and we were just lacking uh, rhythm all round. Um, convoluted game plan in the first half. And I guess luckily for us, Newcastle were also disjointed and even though Andrew Hull uh, I thought he had a terrific game even though he had a terrific game um, I think someone on Twitter summed it up best he he was all sizzle no sausage in the end so yeah look uh, a few things to talk about but um, yeah just not not much to take away uh, as I said like I think performance wise it was you know we were struggling when the votes were coming in and everything like that uh, look Lawrence Thomas looked for me, uh, he actually looked a bit like Nathan Coe in some parts of the game, I felt. You know, he was coming off his line quite a bit. and But look, in the end, he was quite solid. He was called upon a lot more times than Jack Duncan was, that's for sure. And he, in the end, made a couple of important saves. I can't remember too many decent chances on goals for victory, apart from the chance that Georgievsky struck that hit the, uh, hit the bar. Uh, midfield again, I think got boss. I know we talk about Bazanich seemingly every week, but his game was particularly poor. I thought. Where do we start with Oliver Bazanich? Uh, the guy is a liability, and I've I've had enough. You know, you know, Jace, when insurance companies refuse to give someone cover for whatever reason, you know, dangerous drivers or. You know, P-platers, things like us. That's that's us right now in the midfield. You know, double AMI, you know, GIO, all these insurers look at our midfield and say, sorry, no can do. Um, I've lost all will and desire to even defend him anymore. Um, so in some ways, another little silver lining, I, I guess it's pleasing that uh, Kevin Musket could actually see what we were all seeing and he dragged him. And uh, Broxham got to go, so I think we were calling for that a little bit. Maybe throw Broxham in the in the defensive midfielder role. I'm not too sure if he'll get a go there in future games, but 
surely it's up for Musket to to decide now. He has to decide whether it's time to uh, to leave Bazanich out of the uh, the starting eleven. Well, I, I hope he's doing more than that and actually putting uh, putting him in the shop window. To be honest, Jace. Uh, you know, there's a there's a button you press in football manager where you transfer list a player and you know other parties all of a sudden show their interest. I don't know how much interest we'll get, but uh, yeah, look, I don't want to dwell on uh, Bazanich too much because yeah, I just think we've we've got a guy like Stefan Negro rotting in the reserves right now, who's a defensive midfielder by trade, and I'd rather see us invest time in you know the potential of a man, young man like him than to see us continually just get the same old, same old. I think it was Buds a few weeks ago who concluded that maybe Bazanich has played like one or two good games in the last sort of season and a half. And, you know, we've run out of excuses because there's obviously we constantly talk about how the the wage that he earns isn't reflective of his performances and I guess all this money could be going elsewhere and I think Melbourne Victory fans have run out of patience even the most generous ones. So coming off a win a really big win against Melbourne City on uh, on the previous weekend and then obviously a pretty listless performance from the victory last night do we have perhaps a bit of an issue with playing against small crowds on uh, I guess games that don't really have too much atmosphere you know we we play against Wellington without a big crowd we play at Perth without too many big crowds either and we seem to really struggle do we do we struggle to get up for the really small games I suppose we get up for the big ones there's no question about that do we struggle to get up for the small ones there might be a mentality question that we have at the moment uh, and and whether that's down to Kev and his backroom adequately, I guess, preparing his side mentally for it. There, there could be something there. I guess we're just speculating. But in all honesty, we have to give some credit to Newcastle. I think it would be remiss of us to not acknowledge that they actually defended extremely well. I thought Ugarkovic and Poliak in midfield both worked extremely hard in their defensive midfield roles and they were often sort of dashing out uh, to help their fullbacks with managing Marco Rojas and, and Mitch Austin. As a result, you know, we saw both of those guys had minimal impact. I thought Bugard was, he was just everywhere. Uh, he's having a terrific season. I mentioned last night that, you know, that, that last ditch tackle that he had on Bessart where best, you know, if he was pulling the trigger a few seconds earlier, um, he might've got a shot away, but you know, last season Bugard probably would have taken Barisha's legs from under him, given away a pen and got sent off. But no, this, this season he's actually, yeah, quite sharp and looking really good. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that we are a side that can actually match it with anyone in the league and I guess the latter position still reflects that we are one of the better teams it just comes down to I think Kev's tactical approach and again maybe addressing some of the complacency that we see we saw it with uh, Wellington as well and I guess that's another silver lining in that for a long period last night it really felt like deja vu against Wellington in that catch-up game where we played in a similar vein, but, you know, we copped three goals in that game that uh, on this occasion we managed to keep a clean sheet. So I guess when you're playing awfully and you don't lose, that's something to take away. 
So Kevin did obviously change it up uh, last night, and I think there's some questions now. We know the Premier Plate is gone. We're 11 points behind with not too many games left, and Sydney haven't dropped a game yet, so it's probably unlikely that they're going to drop uh, too many over the course of the next, uh, say, two months or so. Uh, I, I asked this question a few weeks ago on the podcast, and uh, it has been asked again by a few fans over the last uh, 24 hours. With second place, you know, seemingly locked in, we're still probably about seven points behind uh, in front of Melbourne City and, and Brisbane Raw. Are we going to perhaps experiment with our starting 11, see what works, see if maybe a different formation works or a different lineup works, or are we going to see the same old stuff from Kevin Musket over the next two months? Jace, I'd be extremely surprised if Kev started experimenting at this stage of the season. Even though, uh, you know, there's not too many games left, there's still a final series to contend with. And I think he'll want to perhaps tinker just ever so slightly with some of those positions where there are question marks. And I hope, I'm hoping that that midfield role alongside Valeri is where one of those question marks exist. Uh, so I hope that that does get some experimentation but I think when we're approaching a final series we want to be having I guess or putting our best 11 out on the park and I think leading up to the finals he'll be looking to figure out what 11 that best 11 is and yeah it's really tough to call because yeah we're so used to seeing the same lineup and you know stubbornness in some respects. Uh, so again, it was just such a surprise last night. But I think what Kev will do is go back to Plan A and go back to Calfella uh, alongside Rojas, and hopefully, I think we'll see Donachy come in unless Barrow, unless that niggle, you know, that little injury that he copped yesterday. We you know, hopefully, that's nothing too serious as well. But no, I think there will be no exper- experimentation to sum up. Yeah, you're right. It's quite scary when Barrow went down. It's uh, if we if he goes down, I feel like uh, you can probably kiss the season goodbye, including the final series. Um, hopefully, it's not too serious. We'll put this game to bed. Uh, we will finish up with the votes. Thanks to people who did vote. I know it's very hard to find three people who are even worthy of votes out of that performance. But we had three uh, three votes for Lawrence Thomas, two for Alan Barrow, and one for Daniel Georgievsky. So we'll update you guys with the uh, running total in a couple of weeks' time as we march close to the final series. Let's preview the next game. It's uh, a bit of a weird one the way this was scheduled. We've got essentially two trips to Sydney within a week or New South Wales within a week. Uh, This week, Newcastle. Next week, Central Coast on Sunday. Um, The fans will be very lucky that the first thousand people through the gate are going to get a free bottle of sauce. What are your thoughts on on that promotion, Dave? And also, what are your thoughts on the game? Can uh, Can we bounce back against Central Coast? Free bottle of sauce. Oh. Well, I guess, look, it's a bit of a novelty and gimmick down uh, Gosford around the whole Master Foods thing. Uh, look, whatever whatever floats their boat over there. Um, I'm more interested in uh, whether or not we can contain what's turning into quite a, a rampaging Central Coast side who have won three on the hop now. Um, or is it four? I think I think it might be three. Let's just quickly check that. It's four. So four games in a row against mostly decent opposition. Paul Ocon has really got them playing well. And considering, you know, the personnel that he has available to him, I think this is very much a danger game. Uh, It's obviously on their turf. And, uh, yeah, look, 
Roy O'Donovan right now is one of the form strikers in the league. Defensively, they've managed to keep a few clean sheets. Paul Lizzo between the sticks has been tremendous. Yeah, I'm quite worried, but look, I mean, at the same time, you know, you look at our side and you look at their side, I think we have certainly got what it takes on paper to account for Central Coast. But um, yeah, I'm given that, you know, in the last five games, we've what, won one game out of the last five. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not filled with confidence. Let's just say that. Can we win? What's your final prediction? Yeah, oh, look, um, I'm going to go with, as our friends on the Destruction in the Box podcast refer to it as a Desmond, a 2-2 draw. Um, I think Central Coast are scoring freely and, yeah, I think we're probably just, yeah, just something something just leaves me a little bit yeah, lacking in, in confidence about what we can achieve over there given they are in red-hot form, we're in some indifferent form and... Uh, I think some sides have figured out how to nullify, you know, Rojas in particular. Uh, it just really depends, I guess, on Kevin how he gets the troops back up for this one. They'll be travelling back to Melbourne, obviously, uh, today, or they would have done that, and maybe some lighter training uh, this week in, in readiness for the game on Sunday. I guess we lucked out in that regard that our fixture happens to be on the Sunday, so I think Newcastle play on Friday, so that for them it's quite a short break but yeah I think we'll we'll come away with a draw Jace. I think we're in a rut barring the last five minutes of the Melbourne City game in which it was absolute chaos I think we're definitely in a rut I'm going to say a 1-0 loss for the Vark and serious questions need to be asked we'll leave it there Dave uh, you're off and away again on the road next week is that correct? Yeah it looks like I'm being shipped away for another work work uh, event that I have to attend. So, um, yeah, it's it's a shame. I'll, prob- I'll definitely be missing the next episode, but back on deck the following week. All right. Well, uh, I'll see you back in the Brunswick Sharehouse studios in two weeks' time. Buds will be back next week. We'll have a guest in studio as well, uh, which I'll organise during the week. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, and we'll check you out next week. On the back. <laughs>